Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. All right, welcome here this morning. How's everybody? They're doing great. Awesome. Well, I feel like uh, anytime that I have the honor and privilege of sharing with you that it is just such a journey. And, and for me, I, I love the um, the deep dive into the word and also to like, okay, God, what do you want to say, right? And, I, and it's always my desire to not just give information, but to say what what God is saying and to bring revelation as well. So to the best of my ability, I'm going to do that today. And if it's, and if it is a journey for you as you try to kind of keep up with, then that's great too. Um, our wonderful team back there doesn't have a lot of my notes, so you're going to have to take them for yourself again today. But I know that that is going to help you because we know that if we just listen, what, what do we retain? Not that much. 7%. And if we write it down, what do we retain? 70%. And if we share it with someone else, 92%. So there you go. <laughs> Anybody write that down? <laughs> All right. Okay. So we're going to be talking about can your community count on you? And we're going to be um, starting off in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. I'm going to read a couple of verses from there, but I do encourage you to go home and uh, read the whole chapter it's it's all it's all golden grams but uh, verse two we're going to start off in the midst of a very severe trial their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity for i testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability entirely on their own so just quick bit of context there we're talking about um a church and this is Paul writing and it's a and it's a smaller church so they didn't necessarily have all the resources and and whatever but in the midst of their whatever they had they gave over and above um, keep I'm gonna keep reading here so they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in the service to the Lord's people get that they pleaded they pleaded to be able to share and they exceeded our expectations they gave themselves first of all to the Lord and then by the will of God also to us verse number seven says but since you excel in everything in faith in speech in knowledge in complete earnestness and in the love we have kindled in you see that you also excel in this grace of giving i'm not commanding you but i want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others verse nine for you know the grace of our lord jesus christ that though he was rich yet for your sake he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich. Let's just give a hand for the word of God, right? Like how, how rich was that? It is true, I've seen it too. Sometimes the most generous people on earth are the ones who have the least to give. And it's so powerful, you know, when, when, when someone gives beyond their, beyond their means to help somebody else, you notice it, it, it impacts you. And, um, I know Pastor Matt shared with the men this morning, and I thought this was just a good gold nugget to share with everyone, but you know, many of us know how to live beyond our means, but how many of us give beyond our means, right? We can spend our money on lots of stuff. It's not too hard. But, you know, we're going to 
I love, I have um, kind of gone through that story in 2 Corinthians 8 about that church and just love that it's, um, you know, they had compared it, if you kind of read in and around it, they compared it to, you know, a, a larger church with a lot of organization and um, a lot of resources, sorry. And I'm not comparing to any other church in this community at this time, but uh, but the other one with all the staff was getting distracted by judging and criticizing and, you know, wasting their time on that, judging the leadership. Well, the smaller church just got, was getting on mission, you know, and I, and, uh, and I just love that. Like we, Pastor Matt always says too, excellence is doing the best with what you can. And also a lot of times when you're limited is where the creativity comes. And so in, in some ways it's like, what does, what does all the money do? Well, yes, there's lots of things we could do with all the money, but it's amazing the creativity that comes with, with limited sometimes. And it's, and it's cool to see what God can do. Little is, all, little is much when God's in it. But, uh, you know, I love this church. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about community today. And as I was just reading through, this is going to be sort of like the information part. And then I'm going to tell you like five different stories, if that's okay today, because that's just where it's at. Um, but just reading through some of the, the information part, different types of community. So uh, we have community of action. So communities of people that are trying to bring about change. Then we have communities that in regards to place. So communities of people brought together by geographic boundaries. So it's your neighborhood, that's Chilliwack, that's whatever like that. Um, communities of practice, people in the same profession or doing the same types of things. Communities of circumstance, so people brought together by the same circumstance. Those are kind of the main ones I was thinking about and I thought, you know what? In some ways we have all that represented here, right? We're here because we want to get closer to God and we also want to make a difference, right? We're here because maybe circumstance brought us to Chilliwack. We're here, you know, because our neighbor invited us, things like that, right? And when I began working on this message, I began with our specific church in mind. And I was thinking about the church's role in our community. What is our role in Chilliwack? So when I thought about that, you know, that's something, there's two questions that, that Matt and I ask personally to ourselves, but also to our team. We think about, you know, if our doors were to close, would our community miss us and why? And the other question is, is if we didn't leave this church, would we go to this church? So just the reflective things and the answer is yes. <laughs> love it but just thinking about that what is our what is our problem to solve here in Chilliwack there is lots of churches in Chilliwack why has God brought us here you know we know that God has brought us here to bring the presence of God to to an area of Chilliwack and to, to play our part there but what is our part to play in the community um, you know and on the flip side of that we think about the church is a community so part of it is having this church here creating a community where people can come and people can connect and people can feel like family. You know, we aren't meant to do this life alone and God is so good. He's just shown me that 10,000 different ways and I'm going to show you five of them <laughs> today. <laughs> Let's just get to it. I'm just going to get to my stories here. Are you following along with what I'm saying so far? Is this making sense? Okay. Okay. So we kind of had this plan. 
we knew like where God was showing us in scripture and stuff like that. And that was Monday. We're like, okay, this is what we're doing. Tuesday, what happened on Tuesday? I can't remember Tuesday anymore. <laughs> Wednesday, we have, I show up for um, Women's Connect group and we're, and we have a beautiful group of women and, and it was just really cool to see like the Holy Spirit work and just kind of our plans to kind of change a little bit as like things came up and we just stopped and prayed for them. And it was just so special to be able to do that. Just the, one of the amazing things about having connect groups is because it's smaller and because you have the time, um, you know, for people to say, this is what's going on in my life right now. And, you know, to be known and to be seen and to pray and to carry each other's burdens. And it's Galatians 6 verse 2 that says, um, carry each other's burdens and, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So, and so for me, as I was sitting there in that moment, I was like, this is community. This is what, this is what he's talking about, being, being known and being seen. And um, I think it was last week, Pastor Rudy said, hey, I'm going to your house to get the motorbike. And, and then he's like, and Pastor Matt knows my garage code too or whatever. It's one of those things. And, and that's something I've said before is everybody needs someone that knows their garage code you know, <laughs> or that knows where they're, or they're, where the hidden key is, right? It's just, yeah, write that down too. <laughs> but uh, so that's Wednesday morning, Wednesday uh, night, I pick up Aiden from basketball practice and I'm driving home. I, I uh, went to a quick stop at the bank or something like that. And I see all of a sudden, like out of the corner of my eye, I see this woman trying to cross the street and she's just like bent over almost halfway and just could tell she was struggling and honestly she looked just like my mom just like my mom and so she's there and I was just like that doesn't look right like you know if if you live in Chilliwack you see a lot of things we do but I was just like somebody needs to help her and and so I pulled over and I was with Aiden and I said I'm gonna go help her and so it's one of those moments where I was like stop in traffic <laughs> there's only like two times that I kind of get that she healthness one is when I'm pregnant I'm like I'm walking just <laughs> like <laughs> and the other is when I'm gonna help somebody but um so I just went over there I'm like are you okay and she's like I can't breathe and and I could tell she um, she had a little bit of blood on her lips she had she revealed that she had some COPD and but anyway so she's like I can't breathe she's like everybody thinks I'm homeless and I'm not homeless and she's just like nobody's her. So, so I said, can you make it to the bench? And uh, she says, she's like, I can't breathe. I'm like, can you make it to the bench? And we'll call for help. And I said, can I pray for you? She's like, everybody's praying for me. <laughs> I said, well, I'm going to pray for you right now as we're walking. So I just started to pray. And I said, you know, dear Jesus, help my friend. We're, we need to, you know, go over and sit down and just give her strength and carry her body and be on the other side of us. And and then she's like, oh, I love the Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. I love the Lord. And it was just, and it was, oh, it was, it was really beautiful. It was a really impactful moment for me also. So we went and sat down and, and, uh, and just kind of talked. I said, you want me to call, you know, for help? No, no, you know, and she started to calm down and you know, I could tell she was, could breathe and all those things. And, um, and then, I mean, maybe I won't share all the details I shared with you, Matt. <laughs> they were entertaining, but, um. Um, but a big thing of it is she's like, I don't have anybody. She had just gone to the doctor and she had just gotten some bad news. And she's like, I don't have anybody with me. And I just thought that's, that's the tragedy. Even she said too, she said, I don't care about 
what the doctor said. I don't care about that. You know, what she cared about is she didn't have anyone with her, you know, and, and we're not made, we're just not made to do this life alone. But you know, and that's, that's part of why even the reason that we need the church, you know, and the Bible says to you, he sets the solitary in families, you know, he does that for a reason. So that's Wednesday. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, Thursday, really, I, I can't remember all the details, but one impactful thing for Thursday, I remember, I remember coming in, and I was just saying to Matt too, like Matt was away this week, and and but always feeling like you know our team has our back, and just in that way, it's so good. And but I was sitting by Kelsey and just talking through kind of what was on my heart for the message, and just you know like our church's role in the community but also like yeah like what I've been just saying (laughs) but Kelsey started to say something and I and I could finish her sentence because it was my heart as well and she said you know I've been in smaller churches or growing churches but I I could finish her sentence she said I've never been anywhere like this place and I and you know there's a couple of things that are you know, Matt will say too, the grass is greener where you water it, but <laughs> um, but some of the beautiful things about College Street are, one, we refuse to we refuse to stay small, no matter our size. Do you know what I mean? And and that, and we refuse to to not be family. You know, we've committed to family. All right, that's Thursday, <laughs> Friday. <laughs> Friday to me, I had some time. Well, there's a couple of things. I had some time with some friends. And it was a reminder again of Connect Group. And it was a reminder of how God speaks. God speaks to us. He speaks through his Holy Spirit to us, to our hearts, you know, and we, and we can testify to that. He speaks through his word. And he also speaks through people. You know, we talked in, in Women's Connect again this week how uh, our friends can, can bring us back when we're kind of drifting off, right? They, and they can remind us of who we are. They can remind, you, know, you could catch us when we're caught in our own head, but they can also confirm what the Spirit is saying, you know? And they, and they can confirm it through what the Spirit is saying to them and through, and through the Word as well. So just another reason why we need community. Saturday, I woke up and I just had this heaviness, like, just heaviness and you know Matt and I went for a walk and I was like I just feel like just wasn't great and you know he's like well this is this happens sometimes you know (laughs) before you're gonna speak (laughs) so why don't we pray so we but even just having that to be able to be like I don't know what this is I don't think it belongs to me you know but having someone to pray for that and you know and in the evening we're just getting ready we had a late dinner we often do we have family night on Saturday night, we had a late dinner, and um, a bit of an incident happened where there was some an allergen in our dinner, and our little guy started to react. And uh, first, he said, "Mom, this is spicy. I don't want it anymore." I'm like, "It's not spicy. Eat your dinner," you know. <laughs> and then I'm like, and I mean, I didn't force him to, but then he goes, he looks at me, and he says, "Is there nuts in here?" And and I was like, "Oh, you know, just like that attention," and so. You know, we did figure out there was something in there and off we went to emergency. And then again, even in that moment, well, I mean, there's lots of beautiful things. On the way there, we sang worship because one, then I knew he was breathing. 
and uh, <laughs> because also that's what we do, you know, and he chose the music and, uh, and then he says to me, he goes, I feel like God is saying no needles and no EpiPen. And I'm like, I'll take it, like, amen. <laughs> like, so that's awesome. Yeah. But uh, as I shared before, I know better than to not ask my warriors to pray, you know? And so do that. And uh, no needles, no EpiPen. So praise, yeah, praise God. So, and uh, we were, we sat in the waiting room and it wasn't too bad. Sometimes it's not great, <laughs> but it wasn't too bad. And, and we just put on like power in the name really quietly. And it was just like, here you go. Bless you, Chilliwack <laughs> waiting room. But it's just like, it is what it is. It's how we fight our battles, right? And um, it was all of it. Now we're here. It's Sunday. <laughs> what is he going to say today, right? But um, just coming today and, and coming into worship, I just felt like the Lord just really left, you know, that the heaviness is that we sang those songs today, you know, all of it. When my mind says I'm not good enough, God, you're enough for me. Yeah, that's where it's at. You know, fear has no place here, not in this house. No, that's right. You know, we're human. We are going to feel like we're not good enough. We're going to feel afraid sometimes. We're going to feel like that person's more blessed than me today or something ridiculous, right? But we're human. But, um, and that's why, that's why Jesus, and that's why each other, right? In, uh, in 1 Samuel 23, it is a story about David and Jonathan that Pastor Matt brought up when we talked about, can your friends count on you? Can you count on your friends? Um, and it was a point where Saul had been chasing. Saul had a whole bunch of stuff in his head about David, so decided that he needed to kill him. And David finds himself hiding in a cave. And you know, there's a times I think where we all do that, where we kind of shrink back and hide a little bit. You know, and along comes Jonathan and it says, okay, then 1 Samuel 23, 15 to 18, and I didn't give these notes either, so write them down if you like. It says, while David was at Horesh in the desert of Ziph, he learned that Saul had come out to take his life. And Saul's son Jonathan went to David at Horesh and helped him find strength in God. Don't be afraid, he said. My father Saul will not lay a hand on you. You will be king over Israel and I'll be second to you. Even my father Saul knows this. The two of them made a covenant before the Lord. Then Jonathan went home, but David remained at Horesh. So in another translation, it talks about how Jonathan came and gave strength to David. You know, and they regained strength in that moment. And um, just just so powerful. I think that's so many times in my life where someone has come alongside and just said one word or just a prayer. And it's just been that instant lifting of the burden or just a little like a little more steel in your spine and it's like yeah I, I can do this and just so great um David um, also wrote some psalms <laughs> and in psalm chapter 13 I'm gonna go through it all the first four verses he talks about I'll just read them psalm 13 1 to 4 oh lord how long will you forget me forever anyone ever prayed that prayer how long will you look the other way 
How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will the enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes, or I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat, saying, we have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. So he's saying, how long, Lord? How long are you not going to answer? How long are these people going to, you know? But then it goes on to verse 5. But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. And, you know, I think there's things we can put up with things. You know, we can, we can do hard things. <laughs> but without the presence of the Lord, that's a different story, isn't it? But he says, I'll rejoice in your unfailing love. I'll rejoice because you have rescued me. You have been good to me. Community is important. And, I, and having people in our life are important. The most important thing that they need to do is point you to your ultimate friend, right? Your ultimate source, which is Jesus. And for all the different pockets of relationships you have, the first and best example of community is people that are after the same purpose, right? It's to love and know Jesus. And right now, even for us, as we coach different people through different things or counseling, all are all the practical tools and all the things that are good are still only a band-aid without God. You know, it's still all temporary without God. And so if you are here today and you don't yet have a relationship with Jesus, I just want to give an opportunity for that right now. I'm going to ask everyone actually to just stand for a moment. You know, I know that today I shared to you a lot of my own personal revelation this week. And my prayer is just that, that, it, that the Holy Spirit will speak to you through it, to you personally, and open your heart a little bit. But yeah, if I could say anything, it's that you do, you need to meet my Jesus. You need to know him. You know, when I'm at my lowest, I say, Jesus, help, like when I'm at my place where when my head gets loud and I know it's, I know it's dumb, <laughs> you know, yes, I reach out to my husband, but we reach out to Jesus together, you know? And so if I could just ask you to close your eyes, we're just, we're just going to say a prayer inviting Jesus to this moment. And if you want to invite him into your life today, that would be really great. You know, and really all when we say this prayer, we're going to say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you came to earth as a man, that you lived a perfect life, and that you died on a cross for me, and yet rose again so I could have new life. I know that's a lot all at once. We read right in the beginning, it said, because of his rich generosity, he became poor so that we become rich. He came from heaven to earth, he became poor so that we could become rich. So we're just going to say, Jesus, I believe in you and I need you. And I choose today to follow you. Does that sound good? All right. So if you're in the house and you have prayed this prayer before, we're going to do it together. 
and support. So repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I confess that you are God and I believe that you died for me, that you became poor so that I could become rich. I choose today to follow you. I thank you that my past is past and I can begin a new life today, right here, right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Just keep our eyes closed for a minute. You know, I would just love to know after just pouring out my heart, I feel better, but <laughs> you know, if that anything I said to you spoke in a way that made sense or that you could relate with today, would you just give me a wave? Thank you, Jesus. I'll just pray blessing upon you. And if today, you're here today and you chose today to make your day, your first day in your journey with Jesus, would you just let me know? Give me a wave. Thank you, God. Awesome. Well, that just about wraps up my time speaking now. We are going to go into some worship. And, you know, we believe here at College Street that, you know, one of our first steps in following Jesus is to be baptized. And baptism is a symbol of when Jesus died for our sin and when he rose again. So it's saying goodbye to the old sinful nature and being raised to new life in Christ. So we're going to lift the lid. We have, and it means to be immersed in water. So we're going to lift the lid. We have a baptism tank here of towels and clothes. And if, if you would like to be baptized today, come down at any point and Pastor Matt and I will be there and ready to do that. And otherwise, we're just going to worship together. We're just going to say, thank you, God. You're so good. Sound good? Okay. Thank you for tuning in today. And thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.